Y'all got your drink fellas. That's my drink. It was like, ooh, Al lips look so good. I got good everything, Chuck. What else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture I sent you. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring summer collection, aka okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Hey everybody, welcome to TGIF. It's Wednesday and we're back with another episode of your new favorite show on the net. I'm back with two of the most fabulous men in the world, my faves. I love working with them every week. Such a fun time. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines and hot topics in news and on social media. Oh my God, my eyes sticking together. Y'all gotta forgive me, bear with me. I tried to put lashes on last minute and I got all this glue in my eye. Okay, anyways, sit back, relax, and sip on your tea. Get your drink, because we about to... You said I'm ghetto? Just the ghetto. No, I try to give y'all a little extra glam today. I try to, like, dress up for y'all and throw some lashes on. All right, please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. What's up, Claudia? <laughs> Don't start, please. I would say nothing yet. Oh, also, please welcome multimedia personality uh, and talk show host, Funky Dineva. Hey, y'all. I must say, y'all look extra good today. Like, Al, you got something going on in the teeth area. Did you get your okay. teeth done or hey, something? We about to. Okay. And Claudia got her uh, Clark Sisters reunion jacket on. <laughs> 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 Looking like the Colonia over there. Looking good. I'll take that. Oh, thanks to you. I'm continuing to get asked if I'm pregnant. They're like, tell the truth, Claudia. You're pregnant. They're like, it's giving pregnant. Look at your boobs. And I did a photo shoot in Atlanta yesterday for this magazine. And everything was super tight, like corsets and uh-huh. the boobs. I did look it, but I'm, I promise y'all, I promise y'all, I'm not. But thank did you. you. Take, did you take a test? No, I didn't, I didn't need to take a test. I'm not. She said she been knew them eggs was powdered. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> no test necessary. Need a test. Oh, now we're going to get an email about ageism. Let me stop. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the dry egg community going to come for us next. <laughs> but I'm in it. So I can, I can speak on it, can I? No? Oh, so Lord. How, how was everybody's uh, weekend? My weekend was good. I was in Tampa. My uh, sister threw a pool party for my two-year-old niece. And, you know, I'm normally apprehensive about going to little kids' parties because it's something about a bunch of little kids running around that does something to my nerves. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a great time. Got in the pool with the kids, going down water slides with the kids. I had a really good weekend. It was good to see, be around family. Very good. Al, how about yourself? I mean, I had a good weekend. I had family in town um, and we also had a party for two of a good friend whose kids are going back to college this semester. So she's going to be an empty nester. So we had a little celebration cookout for them on Sunday. It was a lot going on. Oh, and then I also went with our boss, James Dubose, uh, Dubose to the uh, Miss Black America uh, contest on Sunday, which was really, really, really good. So if anyone gets a chance to watch it or had a chance to watch it or are going to watch the rerun of it on YouTube, you're going to find some extremely talented and smart Black women. I mean, I remember one goes to Harvard, um, you know, Ivy League schools, HBCU schools. I think Miss Virginia won, which, you know, I'm from Virginia, so that was really cool. But it was a really, really, really good, a really good pageant. 
Congratulations to all the ladies. I got to do a live with them and just a, a Zoom with them and talk to them and give them some advice about the industry, about pageants, about what to, you know, kind of like little tips. And they were awesome. So I, I invited the winner on uh, Cocktails of Queens. So congratulations to the new Miss Black USA. And uh, we look forward to seeing great things from you. All right. Well, I didn't do much this weekend. Wait, did I? Uh, went you to went Atlanta. Atlanta. That was, uh, I went hot. yesterday, came back today. Like it was just like a quick, you know, quick trip. And I went out, I actually went out with my girls. I went out with Mimi Faust from Love and Hip Hop, but that's my friend of like 24 years. We used to be roommates back in uh, um, LA and my best friend, Alta Lopes, who introduced us. And we went out to a spot. We saw where Timmy perform. He was awesome. I didn't know he had that many hits. And I told him, I'm like, you are, you are dope. And um, I, I haven't had a night like that out. And I, I drank y'all. I drank. Like, wow. y'all, Al, you would be proud because you don't ever really get to see me drink like that. I drank almost on, not your level, but almost. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I wish I was there, though. We don't get it. I enjoy hanging out with Mimi. She's, she's a lot of fun. She really is. And she looks so good. Like, the waist was, like, this big. She, she looked yeah. happy and good. All right. So, without further ado, let's hop into some hot topics here. Okay, uh, it's only been, uh, you know, days since the state attorney general released a report that Andrew Cuomo allegedly as sexually assaulted multiple women. And now Cuomo has officially resigned as governor of New York. Let's take a look. I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do, because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. During his resignation speech, he spoke to his uh, three daughters and stated the following. From the bottom of my heart, I never did and never would intentionally disrespect a woman, treat any woman differently than I would want them treated. And that is the God's honest truth what are your thoughts on his re resignation you know it's, it's it's sad because personally i like him a lot right personally that aside um you know i think it was the right thing to do they they did the investigation and the investigation found what it found that he was making people feel uncomfortable down in a tussie cat and you know you <laughs> <laughs> distracting this is a huge distraction um, one thing I do want to point out is uh, Anna Navarro. She is one of the most, like, I love her. She posted on her social media. She was like, this is how our leaders are supposed to act. Biden called Cuomo. Pelosi called Cuomo. She met some other people. And they told him to step down, step aside. And that's what he did. The Republicans can take a page out of their book referencing, you know, Donald Trump and all of his indiscretions. But uh, I, I think he did the right thing under the circumstances. Al, what do you think? You know, I, I, I think it was necessary. And just the style and grace that he exercised, I thought was really cool. He needed to go ahead and let this sex pest allegations and how they were starting to paint that, that broader picture of him. Um, I love the way he nipped it in the bud. Because remember, um, in the impeachment um, uh, notes, 
they were going after him not just for sexual harassment, but they were also going after him for misappropriation of public funds or resources. They were going after him for allowing certain people having access to the COVID-19 test before the general public. They were also going after him on some allegations that he didn't pay attention to some nursing homes where a number of elderly people had passed due to him not you know, giving them the prompt attention that they needed. So I was glad that he got in front of all of this dragging him through that mess. But let this be a warning for everyone. This man went from an international hero to now an out-of-work civil servant. And at one time when he was revered for everything that he did with COVID, the, the mayor, de Blasio, turned his back on him. Uh, Schumer, the senator, turned his back on him. And when Biden turned his back on him, he really put a nail in the coffin on that. So I'm really glad that he stood up to this. And I think he's going to be okay. Remember, he got that $5 million advance for his book. And he still has $2.5 million to get from that advance. So good luck, uh, Cuomo. And thank you for being an example of how we all should be when when faced with adversity. What I'm worried about is the weaponization of sexual harassment claims. And mm-hmm. where's the due process? Yeah, there was an investigation that says they were credible, but we, we that's the beginning of a case. You know what I mean? That's the beginning. We're not there yet. He's not convicted of anything yet. And yeah, it looks bad and I get it, but I just feel like we're at a point now where if me and five of my friends want to come for someone and say, listen, we're all on the same page. He did X, Y, and Z. We can easily do that. And where is the due process? We don't have that anymore because you're already done in the court of public appeal first, and then it's a wrap. Now, of course, I'm biased because I like Cuomo. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I like him, and I understand why, how the Trump people defend their guy. But unlike Donald Trump, unlike Cuomo, Trump had 17 legitimate cases. I know one of the girls, Temple Taggart was Miss Utah when when I was in Miss USA. This girl was a Mormon a virgin at the time. This girl was not out there. She wasn't, you know, in the streets. She was a sweetheart and a great girl. She was flown out to New York and he kissed this young woman, young lady on her mouth, un, un, uninvited. And, and like, I'm not hearing a lot of, I'm, I'm hearing the severity of Trump stuff. And I'm like, where was the energy? Even from the Democrats, like we're mad, but we, we're so quick to correct our own, which is good and admirable. But I'm just sick of the Republicans getting away with 10 times worse. And it pisses me off. It really does. Yeah, I was having a conversation last night about the Democrats, you know, being the bigger person and, 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 and taking the moral high ground. And, you know, I never thought I would get to a point where I think that we need to start playing the same game that they play and wallow in the mud a little bit. Right. Right. I feel like, you know, he did. He he did the less of two evils. He wants to continue in public service. So the only way, remember, if he gets impeached, he can't ever do public service, state, local, federal again. So I think he got ahead of this. He bowed out gracefully, only for a re-entry, and I can't wait to see what that re-entry looks like. Before well, we go into the next... Oh, where does the disgraced governor work? I don't know. That's a good question. The post office? And- I mean, like... <laughs> He's going to go down to the post office? Or? Probably go to like a think tank or something. He'll do policy. He'll help people with, you know, legislative. He could be, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, on the Hill, uh, a lobbyist. He'll probably do okay. something like that. He's got to be able to use those strong connections that he has. Remember, he has more Let- than just connection. He has also international connections. Sorry, Claudia. 
let's ask this. Let me ask you this. So as an impeached governor, he can't perform. He can't work a civil. He can't be elected again. Right. But why is it so? But, but Trump can. He can run again, although he's twice impeached. So it's different with the president. I'm assuming. I mean, I'm just reading from the articles about the impeachment and one of the reasons why he chose to exit now. I would think that an impeached president twice would carry more weight than a governor that was governor. impeached. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Twice. Okay, we're going to move on. Uh, we will miss you, Cuomo. And I know yeah. that's got to be so tough for, for, for Chris Cuomo covering. He, that family got so much love for each other. I used to love right. their moments on CNN. All right, I'm going to take my emotion out of it, but I, I'm not really buying all these. I'm not buying all the charges. I'm really not. Be mad at me if y'all want to, accusers. I agree. You know, uh, Beyonce graced the cover of Harper's Bazaar and she looked amazing. I loved her shoot. She opened up about her evolution and the reason why she's always been so reserved throughout her career. She said the less evolved Beyonce could never F with a woman I am today. I want to break all the stereotypes of the black superstar, whether falling victim to drugs or alcohol or the absurd misconception that black women are angry. She also said these folks don't see certain things because my Virgo ass doesn't want them to see it. Are you are you here for Beyonce talking her stuff? And and what are your thoughts on you know her uh, thoughts on privacy? What are your thoughts on her thoughts on privacy? I love her uh, thought. I, I love her thoughts on privacy. Uh, you know, her and Janet Jackson do a very good job of keeping their private lives private. Uh, they are proof that a lot of these celebrities are media whores. Um, you know, Oprah's another one. We 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 don't ever catch pictures of Oprah going out to eat or Janet going out to eat, or Beyonce going to the grocery store. So they are proof that you can't keep your lives private. Now, as far as Beyonce and, and the pictures in the magazine, unpopular opinion, but seeing Beyonce slay a magazine cover for me is like seeing a fish swim. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce is Beyonce. She always slays. There's nothing new to see here, people. You know, that, that's just what she does. I'm, I'm actually kind of bored with the whole Beyonce fever. I'm and it's not hateration by any means. I'm ready for the next. I'm ready for the next set of superstars. I'm ready for the next whoever it is. But I love her thoughts on privacy and I wish her much success. Okay. Al, what do you think? You know, this article read to me as a bartering between Condonass and the dynasty of Beyonce. To me, that article, I don't know if anybody has read it. That article was written so well that I had to go on Instagram and see if I was following Beyonce. I swear to you, this is how you write an article about your life. The way she divided it up in the decades, just in the way that it was done in the Q&A section or, or format, that woman got every single message that she needed out, out in the most positive way, and she looked good doing it. Big ups to Beyonce. And if you want my opinion, I think uh, P. Diddy or Diddy or Love, whatever he's going by now, he should have taken a page out of this young lady's book and doing a, a, a rebranding, if you would, type of article. Thumbs up to Beyonce. Awesome job, uh, Condonass. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF right after this. Oh, yes, Q. She definitely got a secret daughter, but we'll talk about that another time. All right. Back to the T. I know y'all want to know what you're talking about. Um, last, last year, it was reported that R. Kelly was charged for allegedly exposing two sexual partners to herpes. But now he's asking that the charges be dropped due to the legislator connected to the virus oh he is reaching r kelly's team is arguing that herpes is not an acute but a bacterial venereal disease um 
Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts? Should the charges be dropped because he's trying to split an atom here and find some scientific reason why he shouldn't be, you know, this charge should be dropped? What do y'all think about this? The- R. Kelly his, his ass well. He's playing a game of semantics, okay? Listen, R. Kelly, whether you make somebody tussy cat stink, leak, or bump up like a Nestle Crunch Bar, it is all in STD, okay? <laughs> Got no people tussy cat looking like an oatmeal cookie that you talking about you want it thrown out that it ain't no STD then what the hell is it then? It ain't no it ain't no saving grace and it damn sure ain't 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 something that somebody wants. Um, you know, on the flip side of things, Claudia, I'm not mad for people using the law in their favor. You know, that that's what lawyers do. They 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 you know try to find loopholes when they're doing job. No, if I'm walking around here. And my Tootsie Cat look like a Nestle Crunch Bar that is an STD. <laughs> I'll say this. <laughs> you know, I can try my best. So in this case, you know, his lawyers are doing what they're supposed to do. They, he, they're finding the loopholes. And according to the New York State Department of Health, as well as the World Health Organization, herpes is not an STD, uh, meaning that unlike what Claudia said, herpes is a virus, not a bacterial venereal disease. So they won this. But listen, this is the least of his worries. He needs to be worrying about this trial that's coming up in Chicago next week, where they're gotten him for sex trafficking and sex crimes. And also they just tacked on that 17-year-old man that not only did he molest, but uh, groomed, groomed, in the form of sex trafficking, um, a 17-year-old boy that he met at McDonald's. That's what he needs to be worried about. He don't need to be worried about throwing out any venereal STD claims. He needs to be worried about the sex trafficking and, and, and sex crimes and, and molestation that he's going to be charged with in Chicago. Does he have oh. any money left? I don't think so. Like, how are they paying? Like, has he got public defenders at this point? Because I'm like... Every week, there's a new court filing, a new announcement. I know that these lawyers have milked him already. Well, yeah. He would, get, he, would get, he would get from his masters and everything, right? He would get, like, monthly, he gets paid, right, from all the great music that he's made, all the collaborations. I mean, I can't imagine that that he's got a lot of money, but I, I would think that, you know, these legal fees are definitely holding, you know, him hostage for sure. Don't they say he can't read? So ain't no telling what all the hell he don't sign. He might. Um, that's what I'm saying. He might not even know what he's signing. You, you know what I mean? It could be. I mean, at, at this point, though, R. Kelly just need to just give it up and just right. just get comfortable. Because, buddy, I mean, you, like if all of this fighting is in vain. And to your point, Al, OK, OK, let's just say you win the herpes thing. In the grand scheme of things, what does that do? For your time, like you, nigga, you're right. not getting out of jail. <laughs> no time, so right. You know, it's so- from 35 years to maybe 33 years or something like that. I, I, I save I your money. Deal. I would work exactly. I think I would be working on a plea deal and and trying to like save as much money as I possibly can. I mean, more than likely, he's going to die in prison. Daring Danielle in the comment in the chat says fans still making donations. So people, you remember there was the one lady that put all that money up, like a hundred grand up for him. And I remember, I, I remember when I were, you know, back in the day when I was going out for videos or actually before I even went to LA, seeing the R Kelly videos and being such a fan of his work and wanting to be in them. Like they were beautiful. The one with Garcelle Bouvet and you know, the, the Tennyson twins. And he had just, I mean, the classiest, like just, 
the he has one of the biggest falls from grace out there and the biggest waste of talent pure talent the boy can't read was molested as a child and he managed to do such amazing things and it's even though I, I'm disgusted by his what he's done I, I still feel for like damn like you you fumbled that you know right. from not getting help that you needed probably all right yeah. speaking of another brother that need help oh OJ Simpson said that he doesn't feel safe in LA because his wife's murderer is still roaming the city. Well, Nicole Brown's sister, Tanya Brown, had something to say about that. She said his comments are so absurd and disrespectful and that he uh, said that his comments should prove how delusional he truly is. She went on to say that she's forgiven him. And at this point, she pities him and wishes that he would stop drowning himself in his own lies and let it go. Do you agree with her? Do you think it's time for OJ to let it go? What do you think about this? Like, what is, he just, he won't stop talking about this. He been he been needed to let it go. You know, it's so funny. I, I watched uh, Queens and Cocktail last week, and Biblical said it best. It's his one note. It's just that one note that he hits for relevancy, bringing bringing this up. But you know, the, the funny thing about it is, you would think at his age. Why is he even still craving relevancy? Like, OJ, you literally got away with murder. You would think that he would move his ass to some damn Caribbean island somewhere with spotty internet service and sit down somewhere until he dies and read the Bible and read them little pamphlets that the Jehovah Witness people give out. He need to get a whole bunch of them um, and take over there with him and, and, and old uh, old jet magazines uh, and, 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 and sit down some damn where. And lead on people alone. Oh gosh, we, uh, you know he's the ex- he's a classic example of an extreme narcissist. A narcissist will do a million things to you, and you will always be wrong. It's your fault. You did it. You made me do it. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have never done this. And they don't ever say sorry, and they never say my bad. They don't. They're just not capable of doing that. And you know, I, I just feel like I'm I'm listen, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but. It just seems like it from the outside looking in, it seems like we're just dealing with an extreme narcissist. Right. I that just feel be- like he he uh, is he ignoring the civil jury <laughs> right. liable for the death of two people and he had to pay thirty three million dollars to the family. Like, is he totally forgetting about that? You know, the sad thing here is OJ was a hero to me growing up. I mean, he was the first guy in rental car commercials. He was the first guy doing guest appearances on on TV talk on shows. He was on talk shows. He was he was like the epitome of the black male athlete for the longest time. And he had, you know, all the awards and all the all the rings to go with this. It. It's just sad to see him go down in history like this and it's because of him continuously talking about it and you know what you should stay out of los angeles because they are after you you don't need to go nowhere near los angeles because they're going to find a way to put you back in jail but here's the thing if you're worried about the killer roaming the streets like look no further than your own bathroom mirror oj simpson like you know what i mean like you listen we all know you did that shit you did it you did it and i'm sick of i'm black people i'm sick of these conspiracy theories y'all will go all the way around the block to find any excuse except the obvious that he did it nah his son did it nah the drug dealer he did it crime of passion he had the motive i as much as his son probably loves him he ain't taking no murder charge for his daddy his daddy been beating that woman's ass caught her out there it's obvious had a cut on the on the cut finger on the you know i mean like there's all the things that Running away in the Bronco, just all that stuff. I don't know. 
Ah, in all these cases, it's always a Caucasian woman behind the fall of an extremely talented black man. We need to change that narrative. Wait a minute. And this, uh, listen, I agree with you sometimes, but he his black ass beat her white ass. That ain't her fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, no, I'm, not saying I'm, I'm just saying his choices like that. That's who he chose to be with. He, yeah. he couldn't yeah. stay with his black wife. He, he didn't he didn't find that intriguing enough. It wasn't hot enough. So his new wife, this is what he got. Okay. All right. Uh, what are they saying in the chat? It didn't fit. What about the glove? What about the glove? It didn't fit. But when you, I'm thinking leather, when it gets blood on it and wet, it probably shrunk up a little bit. I don't know. Whatever. Johnny Cochran ain't here to to, to save him anymore. But anyways, uh, real quick before we go to break, we got to talk about this story. Batman's trusted sidekick, Tim Drake, a.k.a. Robin, has come out as a bisexual in the latest comic series, Batman Urban Legends. Since 1989, the character had only dated women. But in the sixth installment of the comic that just dropped, it's confirmed that Robin now also dates men. The story ends with Robin saying yes to going on a date with a guy named Bernard Dowd. Is that a black man? <laughs> Bernard? Bernard? I don't know any white Bernards, do you? Nah. There's certain names that they just don't have. Jerome, Bernard, Tramel, Travel, DeAndre. Mm-hmm. Ladarius. Okay, anyways, uh, comic fans are reacting, and the feedback so far seems mixed. One fan wrote, crazy thing is, I saw Tim Drake coming out years ago. Congrats to the DC, to DC for making a reality. What are your thoughts on Marvel sexualizing the characters in their comic books, and is this necessary? Um, You know, rarely am I double-minded on a topic, but I'm really double-minded on this, right? On, on one token representation is important, right? It's important and it's about time that gay and bisexual people are represented in in press and the media. On the other token, you don't know how many times I'm in spaces where I have to hear people make comments like, they forcing this on the children and they forcing this lifestyle on people and why the gays always forcing their lifestyle on people. And this just lends credence to that argument. You know what I'm saying? Let our superheroes just save people. Like, I I, 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 I don't know that this is necessary and, and I don't know who asked for this. I think we need more of Pose and, and less of gay superheroes. But I mean, hey, who am I? I? I think it's a little performative. I I don't, I never thought about what Wonder Woman is doing in bed with her man. I never worried about what Firestarter was doing with her dude. I never wondered who Superman was having sex with outside of Lois Lane. Like, I feel like it doesn't even need to be part of the story. Yes, representation is one thing when it makes sense, but what does that have to do with the, I I just feel like we put our sexuality on everything. Like, Mm -hmm. do I have, do I need to be a gay talk show host? Or can I just be a talk show host? Mm -hmm. Do I have to be a bisexual superhero? Or can I just be a superhero? I think we're leading with that now. I think the overcorrection happens. So now it's, it's, then that's what people may think when they say shoving down our throats. I don't care about anyone's sexuality anymore. Man, woman, bisexual, non-binary. Can we just get back to like, what do you do for, what do you do? What's your job? I, I don't know. That's my opinion. Al, you may feel differently. What do you think, Al? Well, you know, in this case, it's funny. I feel like there's so many moving parts to this article, but I have to disagree with both of you. I, 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 I really, I really liked it. I thought that Megan, who's the writer for 
uh, Batman and Robin uh, took a huge stance. She said she was not prepared to put a label on the sexuality, but she, what she wanted to show was that sexuality is a journey for people. And that just resonated with me because so often in our community, you either either or or you're not. And the other thing is she said she wanted to be clear the feelings that Batman had for Stephanie uh, of the spoiler in the case were real. And, it, it, and, it, and she wanted the, the viewers to know that. And that's something that I always want people to know when you talk about a bisexual individual, that the feelings for both sex are real. There's not one that you're hiding because of the other, because you want the other more. So I kind of really resonated. That resonated with me. It spoke to me. The thing that really disturbed me, though, is... Um, the response of the internet and how people were really negative. And I was thinking in my head, how, how do you know, I mean, well, does anybody know how homophobic you have to be to be upset over a fictional character sexuality? We're talking about comics here. So why is there so much spewing of ugly and nasty and hate over a fictional character? That's kind of where I landed with all of this, but I definitely enjoyed the incorporation of the sexuality. I enjoyed uh, the journey that she said that she's going to take him on. And why are we acting like this is the first time? Batwoman is a lesbian. Um, Marvel, Captain America, all of them are in the LBGTQ community. Who else? Uh, the married couple Midnighter and um, Apollo. There, this isn't the first example of LBGTQ um, existence in, in the Marvels. Uh, come on, this is ridiculous. And, and and before people jump on me about it's being about the community, it's not. It's about sex, sex. Period. In cartoons and in comics, I like even with with women. I'm like, okay, you have an ass. Okay, like I feel like we're it's constant twerking, titties, but it's always like it's. I'm I've had enough. Right. I want to get back to the stories and what you're about. Besides your organs, who you have sex with, I don't care. Okay, we gotta take a, a quick commercial. Great conversation, great points. We'll be right back with more TGIF. Welcome back to T. Welcome back to TGIF. I had to adjust my light. I was trying to give y'all a different look, but they said I look sex trafficky. <laughs> if I look sex trafficky in the comments, can you put a thumbs? Well, not anymore. You mean before? Earlier, thumbs up for sex. No, thumbs down for sex traffic. Right? Yeah, thumbs down. Okay. Anyways. Speaking of sex, someone who's been having a lot of sex, raw dog, Nick Cannon, recently stopped by the Breakfast Club, opened up about his fatherhood journey, and explained his decision to have uh, kids with multiple women. Nick said that uh, he doesn't believe in the Eurocentric concept of being in a traditional marriage with just one woman because it's deemed as classified property. He went on to say, we shouldn't have one thing. I don't have ownership of this person. And I never subscribed to that mentality. Even during slavery, a father gave another man his daughter for land. What are your thoughts on uh, Cannon and his reasoning for not subscribing to the Eurocentric idea of marriage? You know, it's weird, right? Because I don't necessarily subscribe to, you know, to the traditional concept of marriage either. I mean, we know that over 50% of marriages end in divorce. So there, there is something fundamentally broken with that whole system. Um, but I also don't think it's a license for you to go around spreading your seed all over the doggone place. And I would be curious to know what Nick's position would be on women 
acting the same way that he's acting. Like if a woman chose to go out and have seven kids with seven different or six different people, would she still be desirable still in his eyes or does that just work uh, one way? Now, as far as marriage being Eurocentric and, and all that type of stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm not studied enough on that to even comment on it. And, you know, Black folks, when you get to talking about the church and Jesus and marriage and God, they get to acting crazy. So I'm just going to defer to Al at this point. <laughs> I feel like when people say that, when brothers say um, like something they're against, they'll use that. Like, that's the white man that got you thinking that it got to be one man with one woman. The white man got you thinking. Like, and that makes you instantly feel like, oh, shit, is it? Am I subscribing to that? So let me not do it. And we use that sometimes. I don't know. Al, what you think? Well, this is what I think. I think Nick Cannon, you know, I salute powerful, smart, rich, young black man. But I think Nick Cannon, he's a media guru, powerful entrepreneur, but he's full of S-H-I-T. You cannot say to me that you don't subscribe to the Eurocentrical ideology of relationship, but all I've ever seen you with is white women or light-skinned women or mixed women. Where, where are the ones that look like your mother, at least in, in at least how I interpret his explanation? I think there's just something that just didn't settle right with me. You either are, you know, buying into that ideology or you're not. And it doesn't look like to me you're you're saying what you mean or meaning what you say. I think okay. Nick is trying to cover up his BS. Like Negro, you belong to the streets. It don't look good. And now you're trying to reverse engineer a narrative to right. make it all make sense. Like this, right. we what, what we not finna do is sit up here and normalize going around here, having children all over the place with all right. types of different women. I don't give a damn if it's Eurocentric, Afrocentric or, 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 or Jupiter centric. And I don't care if he does have money to take care of him. I mean, we have to draw a line in the sand someday. I'm wearing, and, and going around having kids are like, you can't, you can't. You can't even properly father all of these children because you're not in the household. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's nothing that that's family centric. You know what I'm saying? Like, OK, fine. You don't have to be married, but we can all agree that both parents need to be present as present as possible. You, can, you can't be present in seven different households, sir. I just think he needs to admit that he is into the poly scene and, and let us either like it or not. I think making up these excuses really makes him look dishonest in, in, in all honesty. And I'm a fan of Nick Cannon. I, I love what he's done with his career. I really have. And he's look, sure. people try to clown him early and say he was corny. I never looked at him like that. I looked at him like as, as a really good businessman and he handled his business. Sure. But um, ah, a lot of kids towards like later, all of a sudden just, you know, they say there's one thing Nick Cannon is not going to miss. It's a maternity shoot. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's taken so ma- like so many. Like there's a lot of different maternity shoots he's done. I and, just and with the it with the issue of fatherlessness that we already have in the community and the issue of black athletes and entertainers already you know, running rampant with the baby mamas and stuff. We don't need this to be a positive spin to be put on this to, to give these Negroes any more ammunition to go out here and, 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 and do what it is they're already doing, which is creating a bunch of broken homes. And people, uh, you know, and, and some people say, you know, his health and maybe he's trying to do this before he he if you know, if he if he doesn't live that long. But I'm, that's kind of 
I don't want to judge, but a little selfish because it's for you and your seed to spread. But then these kids don't have a daddy around. And I'm sure that they all those women, they may seem really happy in those maternity photos. But listen, every woman wants to father their kids. So be there to be able to, you know, be in the house and, and, and raise those kids and be an example. So, Nick, I hope you know what you're doing. Um, but damn. Oh, maybe just come out and say, hey, I like raw dog sex. That's pretty much. He's, he's into poly. He he wants multiple relationships with multiple women and have multiple kids. That part. Yeah. All right. We got to take a quick break, but I'm going to read some of the comments from the chat when we come back because y'all are on fire tonight. They are living for the show. Uh, Al, some comments about your smile as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I am joined by Ralph. Al- mm, damn, had a little brain fart just now. I am joined. It must be this pregnancy. Um, I am joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. And if you're just tuning in, I've been being asked if I'm pregnant ever since uh, Q announced it on the show, and right. it's happening almost every day now. Thank you, Q. Very good. Very Should good. I just should I just rock with it and just have like a baby shower and just get gifts? <laughs> see if you can get some endorsements. I mean, um, I was about to say something. Real, I was about to say something real shady, but you know, Al, you're familiar with somebody who used their platform to get a whole bunch of free gifts and whatnot oh, yeah. for their wedding shower. So, like, oh my god! See if you can get some free gifts out the deal, Claudia. Like. Uh, it's so hard to not go there. I'm trying right. to be a better friend. Right, right. Like, I am too. I'm, I, that's why I didn't even want to do it, but it just, I mean, but it was the first example that came to my mind of somebody, you know, using their platform to get good. Huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe my baby shower could be televised and I can get sponsors. I can sell tickets to it. Is that what they did? No. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, let's. <laughs> I did not sell tickets to my wedding. Oh, oh but everything else. <laughs> or any of my part. <laughs> okay, I got to work right now. Hold on. Did y'all know that the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score, but has no idea how to get them? Well, the data scientists at ScoreMaster cracked the code on how. Now, adding 97 points to your credit score is like found money. It means fast loan approvals, huge discounts, and low interest rates on everything from buying or refinancing a home to leasing a new car to applying for a credit card. Now, how fast is ScoreMaster? One member raised his credit score 33 points in just five days and another 43 points in a couple of weeks. So ScoreMaster is so easy that it takes about a minute to get started. And if you hurry, you get to try ScoreMaster for free. That's right. Try ScoreMaster for free and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Again, scoremaster.com slash T. And I do know people that tried it. I actually went to the site today, so I'm going to do it right now because I'm I'm only at a 7.95 and I'm trying to get to an 8.15. No flex. I don't know how that goes. I want to try it too. Well, we talked about this. I want to try it too. So let me know. Let me read some comments from the chat because they are very, very active today. Hold oh. on. Let me, let me get us to They said, uh, did Al get some new teeth? That's oh. the, did I tell you, tell you something was looking weird in his mouth area? Yeah. Kate, Kate, what's up? What that mouth do, Al? <laughs> you got say. new teeth. Is that, is that veneers or is that a flipper like the pageant kids use when they got a missing front teeth? Yeah, that's what I thought when we logged on. I was like, something looks different with Al's mouth. His mouthpiece, like, 
What All did right. you get veneers? They look great. No, right now I have an Invisalign. I'm trying to straighten these mugs and have them bleached and everything, but I wouldn't be averse to getting veneers. What else have you done, Al? We his already what? talked about it. He got his butt done. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> He you definitely got his butt done. That ass thigh ratio is all out of proportion. Why can't y'all just celebrate this fine man and move forward? <laughs> I'm just trying to behave tonight. And I you really, it so easy. Can y'all like make a comment about funky or something? Like, come on. <laughs> Well, I mean, we do. Okay, hold on. Uh, real quick, I'm trying to get to this story real quick. Um, I can't find it. All right, we're, we're just going to get to this other one right now. But I, I want to get into the story that it's been trending since one celebrity came forward talking about they don't take a bath. And now everyone is just like throwing their hat into the funky ring and just like bragging. Like everyone's on this Me Too. I, I, don't, bra- I don't bathe either. So uh, a lot of white celebrities are talking about how they don't bathe daily. Actress Kristen Bell recently told the host of The View that she and her husband, Dax Shepard, are not big fans of bathing their kids every night. She said that uh, she's a fan of waiting for the stink. Her husband chimed in and said that sometimes he has to ask Kristen, when's the last time you bathed them? That's gross. Uh, Joining the gang of not being fond of taking showers is Ice-T's wife, Coco Austin, who admitted she only showers when she feels Icky. What are your thoughts on the uh, lack of, you know, daily hygiene from some of these celebs? What do y'all think about this? You know, I find it funny that the one common thread in all of this is that they are white. And then when we look back at history and where it said that the uh, Black people had to teach the Europeans how to bathe, I wonder, is there an adversity to water somewhere in their DNA? And as far as Kristen Bell is concerned and her children, you know, the it feels like a CPS call in the making. Because my question is, then what is your what is your children's nightly routine? And I know that children need a routine. I just left my sister's house and she's got three children. And like part of the routine is we eat dinner. All right, DJ, now take out the garbage. Now it's Go get in the shower. Then your sister gets in the shower. Then I need to bathe, you know, bathe the baby and read a book and go to sleep. So what is your children's nightly routine then if you're not bathing them? Then my question is, if you're not bathing them to the point where they smell icky, then do you change the sheets at the same time that you bathing them twice a week or once a week? Because ain't no need of taking no bath and putting them back in those stank ass bed. So it's, it's just a whole lot of funk around this topic. And I, yeah, it's something smells fishy here. He does, them. (laughs) Al, what do you think? Well, you know, she said that um, in their younger years that they were on a routine and that routine um, was, you know, having them go to bed. I mean, having them go take a bath before they went to bed. But uh, the husband said that now that they're older and they don't, they can go to bed without having that in their routine. They feel like they're doing the environmentally safe thing, especially since they live in Los Angeles and there's a water shortage. They just feel like that they're doing the green thing. And that's making them more responsible as parents and more responsible as citizens of the state of California. They don't worry about how, how they're making their kids feel when they go to school. Like, you know, they're going to get clowned for being dirty and filthy. Like, uh, <laughs> you can do quick showers. You don't have to take long ones, but wash your ass every day. 
Mm-hmm. If California is hot and dusty. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and here's like here's does he and his wife have sex? Because they he said that she has to tell him when he needs to go take a, a bath. Like so, when they have sex, do they not shower? They not clean up? They just get in the whole rag. Okay, speaking of rags, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will be right back. We're going to talk about another Karen out on the loose doing just way too much like they always do. We'll be back with more TGIF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. I'm Claudia Jordan, joined by Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. If you are loving the show and you want three days a week, go ahead and give us a thumbs up in the chat. I mean, I'm, I'm always down with an extra check. Yes. Of course. Or pay for all these trips you're going on. Okay. Hey, uh, before I went to break, I talked about another Karen. She struck again. Uh, this time, a Karen uh, confronted a neighbor about a Tigger flag. Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Like, very unproblematic. Like, what is going on? So uh, she basically knocked on her neighbor's door and said that she didn't like the flag because it makes the neighborhood look tacky. She told the neighbor to take it down. She also said their community has rules about these things. Just so happens that the neighbor is black. And a popular TikToker who uploaded the video to her TikTok. But after the video went viral, it was flagged an action that's getting a lot of pushback from people on social media. TikTok has been trying it with black content creators, and so has Instagram. Definitely uh, having different sets of rules for black creators than white creators. And we're the ones that got it all popping. What do y'all think about this, Karen? Uh, you know, they going too far. What do you think about them? You know, I watched this video and, uh, you know, it, it, it has confirmed for me that the whole institution of whiteness is just one big mental illness. Right. This woman knocked on this lady's door and for no other reason than personal preference, wanted her to remove this flag from her house. And that speaks to the larger, much broader actions that they take when they feel they don't like something or they get the slightest bit uncomfortable about anything the whole world is suddenly supposed to acquiesce to their damn desires that black woman had the patience of job because i would have turned that lady ass every which way set loose had she knocked on my door about something so petty and so non-problematic as that tigger flag al what do you think that part i agree I, 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 this is this is just ridiculous to me. I, 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 I wouldn't even open the door. And when she started down that the road of she doesn't like it, she just she was like, I feel like I just don't like it. I think it's tacky. I, that conversation would have been over. I would have closed the door and called the police for trespassing. Why do these people care so much about what the next person's doing? Like, if it's not a racist flag, that's you know a Nazi flag. I could see things that have like that kind of meaning behind them. Why the hell is it any of your goddamn business, lady? Go get some business. Like, why do you care so much? And it's always like that. You see people in the restaurant complaining. It's always them complaining about something. Your music's too loud. Your pants are this. It just Can you just live your life? Well, live your life and part, let people live theirs. The tacky part was, remember, she had, she had the nerve to go in. She said, I don't complain about your shrubs and how your shrubs look. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to complain about the color of your house. And I'm going to complain about you didn't cut the yard on Tuesday, but I'm going to complain about that flag. Man, I'm telling you, she would have gotten a huge exit 
to the left. I would have slammed that door in her face. It was the it was the audacity and the boldness for me. And I and I don't want to conflate, you know, them and their issues with mental illness. But do you think it's a touch of mental illness for you to, you know, walk your ass across the street or from down the street and knock on some? I mean, just to think you had the liberty to because you don't like something to have somebody remove it off. I don't I can't understand it. It's really strange. I don't know why they think their opinions and I don't mean white people because we're not going to put all white people in that horrible category of a Karen just because you're white doesn't make you a Karen. Being a Karen is being going over the top, snitching on stuff that is none of your none of your goddamn business. But these Karens, like, why do you think your opinion and your wants and needs are just so much more important than your neighbors? Because they what honestly are- believe that the world is theirs. It's theirs. They, they honestly, are- they that that's the fundamental root of it. Are they honestly believe? And you want to know something? I want to know what that feels like. That's got to be an amazing feeling. To just walk up every, wake up every day, just feel like the world is yours. It's Very got much. to feel pretty good. Bothering right. little kids that are selling water and lemonade and, and picking and choosing which ones you're gonna be mad at and report. It's, it's, <laughs> it's annoying. All right, we're we gonna finish the game. game? Hmm? What we playing the game? I was just about to go there, Mr. Al Reynolds. Look, if you get some new teeth, you don't know how to act. Okay, we're gonna play a new game. Uh, it's gonna actually Fox Souls version of Black Card Revoked. All right, look at the graphics. All right, Black Car Revoked. So uh, I encourage everybody to play along in the chat. I want to see if you all know the answers. Soulmates, once again, in the chat, we want to see your answers. I love when y'all play along with us. All right, let's go to the first one. Fellas, are you ready? Ready. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see what we're going to see. According to Mama, what does it mean if she had a, you know what? Y'all really tried it. Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's pregnant. Okay, move on. We got that. That's right. That's right. What else? What other shade? According to Mama, what? Okay, somebody's pregnant. That's the answer. Okay, that's how we do it. Okay, next one. Let's go. According to Kanye West, who doesn't have the answers? Sway. Al. Taylor Swift. I don't know. Ooh. How sway? How sway? You don't have uh, all the answers, sway. Got it. The answer is the answer is sway. Okay, third one, third one. Let's go. Who taught you how to spell the word independent? Lil Webby, Destiny's Child, Boosie, Badass. I think it's Boosie. I think it's Boosie. I n d e p e n. Do you know what that means? That's what I thought. Okay. A little fun tip. It, I was in that video with um, Tamala, Tamala Jones. We were all in the video. Okay, did we put the answer up? Yes, we put the answer up. Okay, I missed it. The character Jerome from the 90s sitcom Martin is a player from where? The Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> These were easy. Right, right. Okay, I don't think we have any more time. Is that Lord. it? We have, yeah, we got to go. We can't go over, but it's it's nine. It's, it's one minute of, you know what? Good job, Al. We got a little work with you, but you did good. You did good. You did good. <laughs> good job, fellas. Uh, fun show, you guys. I had yeah, a great time with you tonight. We have yeah. a lot more we have to cover on Friday, so make sure you join back with us on Friday for that version of TGI, the original version. Fellas, uh, 
Great to see you as always. You have a great next day or so. Stay tuned for the Tammy Mac show that's all coming up next. And uh, good job, y'all. I'll see y'all Friday.